Welcome to the True Man Podcast with Mike Van Pelt, helping you gain clarity, peace, and understanding in your walk with God as a man, a father, and a spouse. Hey, get involved with the show. Send us your email to mike.vanpelt at wedevelopyou.com. If you're wondering what's gone adrift in my masculine soul and asking, is there more to life? Well, this is where it begins. This is the True Man Podcast. Well, welcome back to the True Man Podcast, an invitation to radical reconstruction of a man's masculine heart and soul and a place of safe community where we dare to ask questions deep-seated inside a man and explore ways to help you become a better man, a better dad, and a better spouse. Well, we're heading into fall as we record this, and if I remember correctly, that means pumpkin spice everything at the Bailey house. Paul, isn't that right? Guilty as charged. I love pumpkin. I love spice, you know, cloves, cinnamon. It's the holidays, right? It, or at least it's, a, it's an intro to the holidays. And yes, uh, the Bailey House is unfortunately in some people's minds up for the challenge. I, you know, I, is it me or has this whole pumpkin spice thing like just exploded? with everything over the last three or four years. I mean, it, it was there a little bit, right, with the coffee thing. And now it's just, it feels like it's everywhere. Is it just me? No, it's, it's a marketer's uh, dream. Uh, and yes, they, they sucked us in with the coffee drink to start with. And that's where it always starts, isn't it? They get you on the front end and yeah. then it's just a downhill slide. Uh, yeah, and before you know it, you're, you're sitting in your jammies. It's all, it's 3 PM. You've come home early from work and, and you're snacking on little Debbie, um, pumpkin spice cakes. Too uh, much information. Too, yeah. Too much. Well, you Sorry. probably need to hit the gym friend, hit the okay. gym. Come on, put down, put down the Twinkies over there. Well, it's great. This is a great time of year. Uh, it's one of my favorite times of year. You know, get, get into college football and the and the the smells of fall with fires and and the color. I I love it. I love it. I love this time of year. Hey, let's roll into the the podcast today. You know, wow. I think today's topic is perhaps one of the more interesting topics that we have looked at. Why? Well, simple. Causes a man to think. What is the truth? Some might say it's something we've created. Others might think, well, it's waiting to be discovered. Who decides from topic to topic? Who wins in a world where truth is always questioned? From God to vaccines to the color of your shoes you wear, search for the truth. Are there absolute truths or just opinions about everything? Paul, you... you brought this topic to me timely to be sure why should we explore this topic that is i think the question of the age isn't it uh it does yeah. seem today people are really confused searching desperate uh for something they can count on something that in fact they can base their decisions their welfare on their um, mental stability they are looking for the sure thing the real deal yeah it, 
it's just not available. It's just not available. You know, I, I was uh, with some folks this morning. And of course, the easy thing to circle back to, right, is the latest goings on in politics. And, um, well, I, I mean, you can question everything. Is there anybody you can turn to? Is there anybody available for truth on any topic? Just name it. Just name well, it. That, that's exactly right. In fact, I think even we are uh, we're recording uh, during the week where apparently there there does seem to be uh, almost every day more information or disinformation or misinformation about the status of how to keep yourself yourself safe uh, regarding the pandemic about COVID nineteen. Mm. Now, wherever you're at on the spectrum of you know, conspiracy all the way to you, you buy in uh, lock, stock and barrel to what the uh, CDC or the uh, World Health Organization wants you to do. That's really not the, the question right now. The question is, why are we getting so much uh, information that um, is opposed to uh, each other? In other words, uh, there doesn't seem to be any consensus today uh, from anybody on what the average American should do as it relates to this very specific event. Contradiction seems to be more the rule than the exception. And we're not used to that. We at some point, typically when it comes to our health, want to find uh, a variety of voices that have some sense um, in which they're all pointing generally to the same analysis, the same conclusion, the same treatment plan. And right now, uh, that's all up for grabs. So who in the world knows what to do, i.e., what is the truth when it comes to even this very specific uh, issue right now here in 2021? Yeah, I don't know. I I mean, geez, Uh, I I remember distinctly us when um, COVID first came out, I guess, what, late February? Well, it would have been March. I mean, it was at the January 2019 is when we started to get the scuttlebutt. And then we go through February and then what was it? Like March 13th, the world shuts down. And then we very hesitantly decided, well, maybe we need to shut down our men's small group at a certain point. But I remember having those discussions and I remember us, I remember our heads just spinning off going, something doesn't feel right, but like, who do you believe? Right. And instead of getting clarity, uh, we got more and more contradictory information yeah. and statistics and numbers as it went on. And, and that's really typically not the scientific method. Typically, what you see is the more time goes by, the more information becomes available to the public. There's a uh, distillation of all this information to bring you to a conclusion that everybody at some point begins to embrace. In other words, we go from chaos and mystery, right, to order and uh, a methodology to handle or to um, a formula, a formula to deal with 
the issue at hand. In fact, just the opposite occurred. Yeah. We were, we were told, uh, this is how we're going to handle it. And then as time went by, we, we continued to get more and more information, um, contradicting, uh, professionals, uh, against each other, against organizations and the public is left really scratching their head and divided because people do not like chaos or mystery. And so everybody seems to be now on their own. Ironically, I don't think anything's gotten any better. In fact, have we just learned to live with the fact that we may never know the truth? Well, isn't that, isn't that the rub? when we were, were already, before COVID hit, struggling with a, a whole lot of societal uh, considerations, cultural issues, all sorts of problems that we just couldn't get to the bottom of, whether it was racial issues or gender issues and public policy on and on, and then you throw COVID on top of it. Now, um, as of the last 24 hours, it appears that politically we may have a military uh, that may be in opposition, uh, at least historically, to uh, a, a, an elected president. So without getting into great detail, Americans are probably more confused, more disconnected, more frustrated uh, today than in, in any time I can remember in my, in my 55 years. Yeah. So do you think that is the lack of understanding the truth is, do you think that's partially why everybody's so angry right now? We're all angry and frustrated. Let's, let's face it a little bit. I, I think um, it, it does occur to me that a lack of, inspirational leadership has brought us to the point to where, as the Bible reference, everybody just does what's right in their own eyes. We're living in an age right now that reminds me of the era of the uh, biblical times, right? The Old Testament biblical times where the judges were actively uh, dispensing the truth of God oftentimes against the leadership because the leadership was not adhering to the laws of God. And so we're seeing that on many, many levels, school boards instituting all sorts of um, critical race theory type of uh, uh, curriculum, all sorts of weird gender stuff. And the public is frustrated because there is no bedrock all our traditional values are now uh, in, in the firing uh, line. Uh, there, there is no safe place if you're a, any sort of uh, biblical Christian or a conservative, or if you're even a liberal-minded person. Um, you know, the, things have, are moving very, 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 very quickly as the left continues to influence uh, public policy. So here we are. It's just, it's amazing. So the, you, you bring up inspiration. So the inspiration and truth. Obviously, 
we're looking sometimes at the wrong place for truth. So probably need to dive into, well, what does this look like from a faith perspective? How can we be inspired to understand the truth from a faith perspective? Exactly. In other words, does the Bible really speak to modern man? Can we, can we find some bedrock? And I think we can, I'm, I'm convinced we can. In fact, you and I have talked about our love for story Mm -hmm. and often story reveals truth kind of comes in the back door and the writers of the gospel were writing story based on their historical experience with Jesus. And so in the last couple of years, I know both you and I have been really drawn to the artistry of um, the screen mm-hmm. and Dallas Jenkins' uh, portrayal of Jesus' life at, in The Chosen, right? Oh, yeah. And so I'm eating this up. Now, are they speculating a little bit on some of the areas? Sure. And they admit to that, and that's fine. So we're not going to get into a... Uh, a conversation on how uh, biblically accurate is every scene they, they produce. But the point is, they flesh out the relational aspect of the engagement of Jesus with the multitudes, with his disciples, with the political figures, with the religious. It, it just draws you in. And it started me on a journey of rereading the Gospels. Yeah. And I found myself just powering through. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And it was great because now I was looking for things that I maybe had passed over uh, before. And I, I happen, happen again uh, upon, of course, um, in, in every gospel, uh, there is the interaction of Jesus' end of ministry as he finds himself now being questioned by the political leaders of of the of the day of course the religious leaders were the reason they (laughs) he finds himself in this uh, court so to speak get it having court uh with Pilate. now here's the background at this point jesus has done about three years of ministry and he has prophesied a number of times to his disciples listen my life is given as a ransom for many. There's going to be an end to my earthly life. Of course, the disciples didn't really pick up on all those cues until after he died and was buried and raised, was, 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 was raised again. But no matter, they got it. Right. They, 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 well, they didn't think it was going to happen, right? They weren't buying in. They were looking for a kingdom, and that's why Peter had no yep. problem pulling his sword out at the last minute because, good gosh, you know, it's up to him. Uh, yep. you know. So, anyways, that being said, John 18, toward the end, chronicles this engagement uh, between Jesus and Pilate. And it's an interesting story, and we will not spend a whole lot of time there. Uh, how, however, um, the engagement is very interesting because the word truth comes up a couple of times. In 1838, uh, 
and I'm, I'm referencing John 18:38. Jesus responds uh, to Pilate because there's been talk about a king and a kingdom, and his words to uh, to to uh, Pilate were, "Yes, you say correctly. My kingdom um, is not uh, of this world." And at this point, Pilate responds by asking him, well, what is really the truth, right? So I'm going to back up a little bit. And in eight, uh, uh, sorry, John 18, 36, Jesus responds to a question Pilate asks, and he says, basically, my kingdom's not of this world. If it was, my servants would fight so that I should be delivered uh, from the Jews. But my kingdom's not from here. Pilate then responds, are you a king then? And Jesus says, yeah, you say rightly, I'm a king. For this very reason, I was, I was born. And for this cause, I've come into the world that I should bear witness to, here it is, the truth. Everyone who is of the truth, hears my voice. And here's our verse. Pilate says to him, what is truth? <laughs> he doesn't stick around a whole lot or for very long, because immediately the verse goes on to say, and when he had said this, he went out again to the Jews and says, I find no fault at him. Now, this is an interesting interchange because no one knows exactly what Pilate's intentions were. And I think if we want to unpack that a little bit, and we should, there's a couple different, well, three or four different directions um, we could go. And who knows, Pilate might have been on some level sincere. I doubt it. <laughs> but it's funny that he raises, uh, I would call it more of a statement than a question. But it was a question. So obviously, you've got a couple of kingdoms that are apparently in conflict here. And the question is, what in the world is uh, the truth? So here's some of my thoughts, and this is why I brought it to you. I thought, hey, let's talk a little bit about this, because it does seem like we're living in an age where no one is clear on what the truth is, right? Well, yeah, and I, I, I would just say this real quick, not to cut you off, but I did. So there it's you go. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah. Uh, you know, you may be wondering, well, what does all this have to do with being a a good dad, a good man, and good spouse? Well, it has everything to do with it because what occurred to me as I was listening to you that we have a tendency not to be pointing towards the Bible and the Word of God when we need to, and thankfully, when we do all the teachings right there and the battles are the same today <laughs> that were there 2000 years ago. And so if we uh, are indeed, and I, I think we need to be students of history, we can look to the Bible and the word of God for our direction on how to be a good man, a good dad and, and a good good husband and and um and, but but doggone it it's just so easy to turn on the news and, mm -hmm. and uh i think we've gotten it wrong so 
I, I, I was just thinking about that as I was listening to you um, t- 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 tell that story. Well, that's, that's a great point. Uh, I have found myself today compelled to be far more intentional as a husband and as a father in the face of a culture that has drifted so far away from what we would maybe term traditional values. Mm. But if we're going to be quite frank about it, we've drifted from biblical cat- categories, from for sure biblical values. Yep. Um, and, and somehow, I think many of us, in efforts to befriend people and not be offensive and on and on, have become rather timid when referencing the fact that, yeah, America, as we know it uh, from history, did assume a biblical worldview. Well, as you well know, that that ship has sailed. (laughs) Yeah. But what does it mean when my 16-year-old comes home and we talk about health class, right, in which they're discussing all sorts of odd, um, let's say, um, careful. circular. Careful. Yeah, yeah, I got to be careful here. <laughs> Alternative lifestyles as it relates to uh, sexuality. Do we have a category that we can actually, biblically, that we can actually fall back on to get instruction on what is the truth or is it now up for you know the group to decide public policy the yeah, loud minority yeah, it's yeah. interesting when you explore this co- question uh, obviously it's very philosophical but you know if you just point everything straight back to the, the bible and the word of god well boy all of a sudden, the decision-making becomes very clear. Right. Interestingly right. enough, we live in a time and a place where people don't want to make it clear. They want to blur the lines. And, um, friends, that's, that's the devil at work. Right. So it, it, this is very interesting because you were exactly right earlier, Mike, when you said we're fighting the same battles today as they were back then with what is truth the the names have changed right the the background has changed but we're still humans and still struggling with those core issues what's true about men what's true about women what's what's true about god what's true about sexuality all those things people need to know people are searching they're desperate yeah and there's a vac there's a vacuum right now um, as to what the truth is. So interestingly enough, Pilate says to Jesus or asks the question, what is truth? And in his day, the Hellenists, this is just a little cultural background, uh, asserted that, yeah, this was a hot topic for them. And most uh, of the philosophical thought back then was, listen, we just really can't know what the truth is. It's elusive. And boy, that doesn't that feel familiar today? Mm, Yeah. Right. So when people say they're, Hey, they're just living their truth. 
hey, that might look a little different from my truth, but hey, blessings on you. You go and live your life, and there's no standard anymore. So the the uh, ultimate end game goal is do what makes you happy, and let's just call that the truth. Why do you think, Paul, that this isn't a broader discussion amongst people? I mean, this seems like a fairly relatively good question to ask, discussion to be had. Are we crazy? I mean, are we going against the grain here? Is this another countercultural act by the True Man podcast? I mean, what's going on here? I I think it's quite possible that anything important that we're going to talk about today will likely be countercultural because we are actually asserting that there is truth. It is discoverable. In fact, truth came into the world to reveal itself through Jesus Christ. And you have to deal with who the person of Jesus Christ is. It, it pursued, he pursued us. Yeah. And, and that demands a decision. And if you prefer not to make a decision one way or the other and just stay in the shadows, the last thing you want to do is engage in a conversation like this. Jesus always demands a decision. I, you know, Paul, it's, it's interesting. I, I, I'm listening to you say that, and I'm not even sure why this pops into my mind. Just so vividly uh, over Christmas last year, in fact, on Christmas Day, I realized, uh-oh, we got a problem here. And um, the old COVID bug hit the Van Pelt house. And uh, I knew pretty much 100% day after Christmas, I got COVID. And this thing took me out for a good 10 days. I mean, I, I, I thought, well, I'll probably have a sneeze or something like that. It took me out for a good 10 days. And I distinctly recall... Um, actually feeling better at a certain point. And I remember taking down the Christmas ornaments and the Christmas tree while I had the news on watching people storm the white house and, and on, or the, not the white house, uh, um, uh, Congress and that type of thing. But I, 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 what I remember from that was I was in a, I was in an emotional state because my body had come under attack and it didn't feel very good. And uh, and then I was watching a country in demise and decline and loss and searching for its soul. Um, when my soul, I felt like it come under attack with COVID. And I remember thinking to myself, just turn this stuff off and walk away and spend more time doing the things that you were meant to do and turn to God. And I really have never looked back from that point. In fact, sometimes I'm just ignorant about what's going on in this country um, because I just, I don't want to say I don't want to deal with it because I do, because I care, but I just think that there are so many other places for me to mentally place myself 
And there are just places that I want to uh, be more intimately involved in, which is God's word and being his son and learning how to be a better son. That's, and, really, uh, that's, that's good. That's good. There are seasons, right, where you need to step away from the noise so that you can get filled up with a fresh perspective, get, in a sense, reprogrammed with the truths that God wants us to be living in every day so that, in one of our favorite phrases is, right, so that we can be oriented, yeah, understand where we're at in relationship to all the noise going around, and then, of course, be settled because of the promises he's offered us and invites us to enjoy with him in this journey, no matter if it's chaotic or peaceful. It'll always be chaotic, right? On some level, I think right now it's especially chaotic and our thirst for information with the guys that it'll help us control things <laughs> can suck us into some habits that are not helpful. Yeah. Well, and it, and it just feels like religion is under attack, but then again, it's always been under attack. That's so right. This is nothing new. So as I was looking at this whole interchange, I, I thought to myself, well, you know, the jury's out with all the scholars and whatnot. They can't even really tell me uh, <laughs> what Pilate's words actually meant when that question was posed. What, what is truth? Mm -hmm. Now, it seems to me that this could go four different ways. Three probably are most likely or a blend of all of those. But I had to admit my response to what I would perceive as the truth has often been oftentimes not faith or full buy-in or yeah. acceptance. It's yeah. been cynicism, right? Yeah. yeah. I've, I've failed um, often to um, embrace the truth without cynicism. Uh, it's easy to live there today, right? Our leadership has failed us in many, many ways. And I don't care if you're a Trump or a Biden supporter. We're just living in those times. Yeah, it doesn't uh, matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah. It, it, it could have been more self-absorption the way that that question was, was, was posed. It, it was rather dismissive, like Pilate asks uh, in, in, in a manner that says, well, I'm not I'm not even going to engage or entertain the thought that you might actually be offering me truth, right? Very, it's all about me. I couldn't be bothered uh, to even. Well, he's risk. like most of us. He's like most of us. He was afraid to hear the answer. You can't handle the truth. You can't handle it. <laughs> That's exactly right. right. It's absolutely one of the greatest movie lines of all time because. Right. Yes. Yeah. Mo mo most of us can handle the truth. So rather than deal with it, uh, rather than take the the uh, hard way, right, and open up our Bible, well, heck no. We just flip it over to our favorite news channel right, and right. let them tell us what they think the truth is, right? I think it's possible that there could have been 
some legitimate curiosity in Pilate's question. However, it wasn't it wasn't based on a hunger for the truth. It was just more of a philosophical plaything, right? What do you say the truth is? And so either way, whether he meant it in a cynical, cynical statement uh, or orientation that way, or if it was more hedonistic and dismissive, or if he asked the question just to hear something that might tickle his ears. Oh, that's one more angle on the truth. <laughs> he didn't stick around to actually ask another question, which may have actually completely changed his life. He, mm. the, the, word, mm. the, the, the verse says he left. And so he'd already made up in his mind, whatever this, quote, king of the Jews was going to tell him he wasn't a deserving of death. So that's, you know, to his credit, but this Jesus wasn't someone to be taken seriously. And I, and I wonder about that for me and for you and for anyone who's, who's listening, right? Mm, it's and so good. We yeah, just got to keep asking questions. Asking questions in a, in a way that engages God to where we resist cynicism, making it about ourselves, mm-hmm. or, and I, and I hate to mention it this in, in some ways, um, disrespectful. And if you've been to any large church mm-hmm. where there's worship music going on, all right, yeah. this is one of my pet peeves and I'll, get it off my chest, I guess, right now. Here it comes. Some of the music that I'm asked to engage with as a parishioner or whatnot feels rather, um, I don't know how to put this, light. Um, I don't, disrespectful is too strong, but it's playing at uh, the awesomeness of God, uh, the reverence, um, seems to have been lost uh, in the midst of uh, a great beat and uh, awesome um, uh, entertainment value. So my, my point is this, if we're going to be truly curious about God, we have to, and in the truth, we've got to approach it with a sense of, of, of awe and, and expectation that he's going to provide something for us that will give us clarity on the journey, whether it means engaging my 16 or 17 year old son, um, as it relates to a health class or any number of topics, I've got to take these things very, very seriously. Yeah. In fact, that's exactly what that means. (laughs) Hello, parental involvement. Get involved with your children because let me tell you, schools, specifically public schools, and my kids have attended public schools. They, uh, Paul's, Wife is a teacher in public schools. They they don't always have your child's best interest at heart. And and sometimes that's true of the church as well. So be careful and be searching for the truth. And be praying for the truth, right? And ask for and risk in ways that uh, 
engage your children to wrestle mm-hmm. with those same questions. Yeah. Don't assume the church is going to parent your kids or, or the public school is going to parent your kids. That's you. That's on you. Well, yeah. If we don't invite them into those conversations, somebody else will. And that somebody else could be the evil one. And then you're barking up a whole other tree. Well, here's the cool thing. We don't have to have all the answers. Yeah. We can share with them yeah. our, our slide toward cynicism, self-absorption, mm-hmm. or uh, playing at the truth and not really engaging our hearts. Of course, there is a fourth possibility oh, as, no. as, as it relates to Jesus' words, and that is an open heart that readily accepts what he's willing to give. Wow. Big risk. Yeah. One that we need to engage in for sure. Well, especially as men, right? Yes. We, we end up having to turn around and say, I don't have the answers. It's not my job to fix it. I need to enjoy being a loved son that a father cares deeply about and will not forsake. Yeah. And as I often find myself saying these days, that is the true masculine heart right there. And um, not, not, not the other one uh, that is sometimes reported on. So that's the masculine heart right there. That's good. So folks, we always like to do our call to action. So what is the truth? Well, You've heard us have a little debate on it, talk about it. One theologian I looked at said a simple definition drawn from what the Bible teaches. The truth is that which is consistent with the mind, will, character, glory, and being of God. Even more to the point, truth is the self-expression of God. That is the biblical meaning of truth. Because the definition of truth flows from God. Truth, friends, is theological. I'm saying this out loud, so I hear it as well. Let's submit to the truth of God to see clearly, to know with certainty, and to find life everlasting over the truth the world wants us to believe. Confused by the truth? Heck, sometimes I am. Working through this? Yeah, you probably need to. Send me an email at mike.vanpelt at wedevelopyou.com. I'd love to hear from you and hear your thoughts on the truth. Or if you're just confused, well, let's talk about that too. So let me wrap up today's show with a, a, a quick prayer for us. God bless and keep working to become a true man of God for your family and the man you are called to be. We hope and pray that you're given the opportunity to pause and decide for yourself what the truth looks like for you. Thank you, God, for being a part of our lives, and thank you for the opportunities to talk about and discover the truth. Lord, we thank you for the True Man Podcast, and we pray that men that are searching and in need of a new way of living and thinking will be brought forward to us. We pray that everyone that hears our message will discover the truth of your love for us. Amen.
Improve your life today with Mike Van Pelt and One Way Life Coaching. Let's develop a roadmap of discovery that leads to success and satisfaction in your life. Find additional information and details of how you can have a free initial coaching call at wedevelopyou.com backslash Van Pelt.